Hi, and welcome to the Movement Diaries, a no-holds-barred podcast where we'll unpack all things exercise and movement within the world of the no-pain, no-gain fitness culture. Hosted by me, movement coach Jordana Edelstein, we'll dive into why exercise has notoriously become all about self-punishment, fixing what's wrong with how your body looks, and burning off last night's pizza rather than simply feeling good and strong in your own skin. Let's have some honest, candid conversations about how to shift the all-or-nothing mindset around fitness and reclaim movement and exercise as a way to feel capable, confident, and empowered in your own body and mind. Ready to break the rules of exercise with me? Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Episode 89 of the Movement Diaries. I'm sitting up here in my attic, which is where my office is, and I have to shut the window air conditioner off when I record a podcast. And it's already pretty warm up here. So this might be a shorter one just so that I don't start like disgusting sweating sitting here doing this. Um, I wanted to talk today about one of the most prevalent ways and one of the most kind of common words that we use to talk about ourselves in a really disparaging, critical, judgmental way. And that is the way that we use the word that. Um, I did a whole post about this last week. And as you know, sometimes I will take a post and then like expand on it in a podcast episode. And that's that's kind of what I'm doing here um, because I'm running tomorrow night. So this is going to air on Monday, August 1st. And tomorrow, Tuesday, August 2nd, obviously, if you're listening to this in time, I am offering a free online workshop called Body Image Reboot. And it is for anyone and everyone who has ever called themselves fat or looked in the mirror and wondered what your life would be like if you didn't have cellulite on your thighs, or if you were just a pant size smaller, or if your stomach was just a little bit flatter, or if your teeth were a little bit whiter. And this workshop is going to teach you the skills that you need to start to shift the way you think about your body, because your body image is not about how your body looks objectively, it's about the way you interpret what your body looks like and the meaning that you assign to what your body looks like. That's the very reason why you can look at an old picture of yourself or you can see someone else and say, oh my God, they look fantastic. They look amazing. That outfit looks great on them, but they see themselves or in that old picture of yourself, you were like in so much emotional and mental pain with the way that you looked, right? Because it's totally subjective. And there are real actionable skills that exists that you can learn to help change the way you think about your body. And it is nothing short of life-changing because it gives you options. It's not going to be your only option now is not going to be to go on a diet and lose weight, which is actually not an effective way to change your body image anyway. It's actually a total mismatch. Going on a diet restricts and monitors and controls what and how you eat. And your body image is about the way you perceive your body and the meaning you assign to what your body looks like. And so literally those two things have nothing to do with each other, which is why you've dieted a million times and it's never improved the way that you feel about your body. So I wanted to share that. There's going to be a link in the show notes. You can obviously find me on social media to sign up. It is free. If you can't make it live, sign up anyway. I'm sending out the replay. You can watch it as many times as you like in the future. Don't miss out because you're on vacation or have a meeting or your kid has a soccer game or whatever it is. So what I wanted to talk about today, kind of in the context of this, was what of one sort of specific piece about this back to this idea that we use the word fat 
to judge ourselves. I look so fat. Oh, these pants making me look fat. Oh my God, do I look fat? All of the ways that we use, we've weaponized and like criminalized the word fat. And here's the thing. Fat is not bad. Fat kind of exists or sort of has three definitions. One, fat is obviously a macronutrient. It's something that we eat and it's a super important, essential part of our diet. It makes up your brain and your eyes. So if you don't eat it, you're going to be kind of screwed. It's an essential part of our human body, right? We need fat on our bodies. It is actually part of our endocrine system. It creates hormones. It transports hormones. It transports vitamins. It's an integral part of your um, reproductive system and sex hormones. And the list goes on, right? That's not my area of expertise. However, body fat is essential for living a healthy life. And the third way, the third thing that fat is, is a descriptor for someone's body size and shape, just like tall, skinny, short, brown, blue, dark, light. It is an adjective. It is not a judgment. It is not an opinion. It is not a criticism. We have transformed the word fat into that because of the cultural expectations and because the diet industry around us, that fat There's nothing worse than having fat on your body or thinking that you look fat or or feeling fat or any of these things. And that's a huge, huge problem. One of the most important and simple, again, remember simple is not easy. One of the simplest ways you can start to shift your body image is to stop using the word fat as a judgment and criticism of yourself. One, because it continues to promote this idea of like our fear of being fat and what that means. And there is an entire, people who live in bigger bodies will use the word fat as a neutral descriptor of themselves. So it's really important for you to know that and understand that. Um, They don't use the word fat in a negative way. It's just a descriptor, just as like, I have, you know, short brown hair. I have a fat body. It just is. It's an adjective. It is neither good nor bad. And the more that we continue to use this word to criticize and judge ourselves, the more we continue to be afraid of and terrified of what fat is. And not until we get to a point where we're not afraid of fat, can we start to really shift away from using the word in that way. Um, You know, it's really about how we feel about fat. It's the meaning that we've assigned to it. Just like, right, I talked a little bit ago about how body image is the meaning that we assign to what our bodies look like. We've assigned a meaning to the word fat, right? We've interpreted it to be something bad. And it's a huge, huge problem because fat is normal. And what we've done is we've weaponized something and we've made it out to be something terrible, something that is normal. And that's a problem because then we're setting ourselves up with these totally unrealistic expectations of what a human body is and looks like and feels like. And so there's a huge then disconnect where we're like going after something that literally does not exist or exists for a very, very small part of the population only because of their genetics pretty much, right? Genetics play the biggest role in the general size and shape of our bodies. And yes, there are people genetically who don't have a lot of body fat, and that's just the way their bodies are. Um, but for the vast population, body fat is normal. It's all—it's always normal, 
but it's normal to have body fat that you can see that rolls, that bulges, that dimples, that has cellulite. That is all normal. It is normal. And we've just been told and taught that it isn't because there's money to be made there. It's really, that that's like really what it is. Um, yes, there are circumstances in which a person can have too much excess body fat where it negatively impacts their health, but that is not a black and white observation. You cannot determine someone's health by looking at their, their size and shape. You think that you can, but you can't because there are plenty of people who are live in bigger bodies and have more body fat and are healthy and plenty of people who have very little body fat and look thin and are unhealthy. So that is a very, very reductionist view. Um, we cannot simplify things to that extent. And so I want to get you thinking about this and I want you to start to notice how many times a day, all the ways that you use the word fat to judge and criticize yourself and just start to notice, right? We start by noticing and becoming aware because you're going to be blown away by how often you do it, by asking someone, do I look fat? By saying to yourself in your mind, oh, I feel so fat. I just ate a candy bar. I feel so fat. I just did this. It's going to make me fat. I look in the mirror. I look so fat. These pants make me look fat. It's it's endless. And you cannot change your relationship to your body and the way that you kind of assign meaning and value to your body and st- until we start to neutralize the word fat because fat is normal and it is always going to be there. And accepting that and realizing that is a huge part of this work that you don't need to eliminate body fat or only have a certain percentage of body fat in order to be happy with your body. What we need to do is reassign and relearn and redefine what fat is and how we value our bodies and how we assign meaning to them. This is just one skill to start to work on, right? This is not, you're not you don't improve your body image by standing in the mirror and looking at yourself and saying, oh my God, I'm so beautiful. I love myself. That's not how it works. And you don't improve your body image just by scrolling social media all day. Yes, following people who look like you, I will talk about that, is essential and super important. But that in and of itself is not going to change the way you feel about yourself. You need to do the work. And this episode that I've just talked about is one of those, one part of that work. It is one skill to start working on, to start to notice how often, how frequently, in what circumstances you use the word fat in a negative, judgmental, critical way. And then the kind of the follow-up to that is to start to pull some of the emotion out of the way you're talking about yourself, right? So here's an example. If you're like wearing a pair of pants and you're like, oh my God, these pants are so tight. They make me look so fat, right? That is a judgmental, critical statement about yourself, with negative emotion. So what we need to do is how can we reframe that statement into a objective observation, a factual observation, which could be something like, um, these pants aren't the right size for me because I have a little bit more fat on my stomach right now. Right? That's a fact, right? If you have gained weight and you have a little bit more body fat, that's a fact, right? You've assigned meaning to that as being bad, And if the pants are too tight, it's not the fault of your body. It's the fault of the pants, (laughs) which sounds like kind of silly to say. 
right? We're going to talk more about the skill at the workshop about how you take um, an, an emotionally charged uh, observation about your body and pull the emotion out of it and look at it more as an objective fact. That is kind of like the step two. Once you start to notice how often you're using the word fat to judge yourself, then we start to work on the practice of pulling the emotion out of that and learning how to observe our bodies from a more objective, uh, factual place. Um, because our bodies look how they look. That is a fact. I may interpret the way my body looks one way. Someone else can look at me and interpret the way my body looks an entirely different way based on their lived experiences, you know, their background, their emotions, their history with their body and food and all of these things. It's actually very complex, but it is proof that how we feel about our bodies is subjective. It is an opinion, which by definition means there is space for change, right? A fact is a fact. We can't change facts. We can change and evolve opinions and meanings that we assign to things. So yeah, it's starting to get pretty hot in here. I'm going to wrap this up. Again, there is a link in the show notes to sign up for the free workshop, which is tomorrow, August 2nd at 7 p.m. EST. Again, if you can't make it live, sign up anyway, and I will be sending out the replay within 24 hours that you can have to rewatch forever. Reach out with questions, DM me. You can find me on Instagram. There's a link in my Instagram bio. There's lots of places to get access to sign up for this. Um, invite any friends or family that you think could benefit from this um, because we need these resources. I only wish that I had something like this 10, 15, 20 years ago. It, I didn't. It didn't exist. It was just go on a diet, go on a diet, go on a diet. And it was one of the just the most harmful, punishing things I, I ever did to myself. And so I created this because it's what I needed. It's what I would have wanted. And I know that there are countless people out there who need this support. So I'm so appreciative if you share with whoever um, you think could benefit. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And more next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Movement Diaries. If you love this episode or are enjoying this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want more information or want to learn more about me or anything I offer, you can check me out on Instagram. My handle is just my first name and my last name, Jordana Adelstein. Website is the same thing. I have lots of free classes and tutorials, and I'm always sharing. I'm on Instagram pretty much every day sharing what's going on in my life and how to make movement and exercise a more joyful part of your routine. Again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.